Hello listeners, welcome back to Inner and Outer Reality, in reality and outside. As always, I'm your host, Sean Penelver, and with us today is... Nathaniel Potts-Wells. Nathaniel Potts-Wells. Uh, Nathaniel, do you have any answers to life? No, I don't. Uh... <laughs> Not one. What do you, th- what do you I think mean, about it? I think I would need... To life, that's so it's so broad, right? Yes. And to the point that I'm like, I can't cover that much. If maybe I have some advice on the little things that add up. Like a lot of advice for a lot of little things that add up, but I can't just say for life. Just uh, don't be a turd, I guess. Yeah. Uh, what would be uh, your advice on the little things? Oh, Besides don't be a turd. That little thing is... Uh, I mean, it's all my own life experience, so... Mm-hmm, of course. You know, take that for what it's worth, I guess, too. But, I, you know, I, I don't... This is an uncomfortable question. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, a lot of these are going to be very broad. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, what? I guess I'll, I'll go back to, like, the don't be a turd thing. Like, uh-huh. if you're doing something, do it the best that you can do. Don't be a jerk to anybody else that doesn't deserve it. Just be good. Mm-hmm. Be good. Be good to others, and be good at what you're doing. Like, be good at it. Mm-hmm. Don't half-ass it. Don't just give it a little bit. I've always thought that trying hard at the things you care about kind of makes you a better person. Yeah. And even failing, too. Right. I think failure is kind of a form of success. Uh, well, especially the way that you react to failing. Yeah, that. Is a huge part of that, because the effort doesn't stop at the success or failure. The effort needs to continue on how you react after it, how you go back to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of a similar question. What do you believe life or reality is about? I guess I'm a bit of uh, an absurdist in that uh, I don't think there is one thing that uh, life is about. I agree. I think that we have to decide what life is about and then take it serious from there. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, and then that might change for you. You know, at one point in your life you think life is about this and it should be and you go for it hard and then later in life it's about something else. Yeah, because I mean... Uh, there's flux. Reality is a constant change of flux. Yeah. And so, like, uh, where I am at in my studies and thesis of, like, what is life? What does it mean to exist and everything? So far, to my understanding, and, again, this is up to change and everything, I think the most important thing is to just be. To just... Because, like, perceptively... And realistically and epistemologically, which is the study of knowledge, the only thing that we really know, in quotes, is that we're, we're here right now. Yeah. That we exist. Uh, and, we, and we don't know to what degree that we really exist. Because, I mean, we could be a simulation or a program or a brain in a vat in a jar just like having these hallucinations you know that's interesting you bring that up because my book club we're reading Bouillard simulation simulation Bo- oh my right gosh now. yeah uh, Jean <laughs> Bouillard yeah. uh, and hyper reality and everything yeah, yeah. Uh, and so the only thing we really know is that we are here existing and so it's just so important to be and like you said like that being changes and it's important to just even when that being is changing be there be there for yourself be there for others and work together you know uh and so currently overall like i think that's the best way that i can put it is just be yeah i think i think i i take a big uh a big stance of like being uh somebody that is aware of what's happening around them too. Mm-hmm. So, like, while you're here in life, also like recognizing, trying to pick out what's going on around you. Uh, I'm very much a play the role of a 
deconstructionist when it comes to mm. like thinking and 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 discussion and stuff. So like, if I see something and I have a take on it, usually it's the negative take on it, where I'm like, look, that's doing that because it's bad, or it's doing this bad thing and stuff. And then I always try and fill that story out. So uh, you know, if I see something going on, like say you know, so many on the street yelling. I start building the story of like, well, what are we doing as a society that, you know, is not supporting them and who they are mm-hmm. as a person that's like, puts us out, you know, now we feel put out by this, but, you know, really it's, we put them out kind of thing. And then I'm like, well, why does that system happen? Politics, blah, 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 economy, blah, 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 blah. So, but then I, I feel like that's the kind of uh, way people should be looking at life because if you're not getting a bigger picture of everything... Like, you could make a mess of it. Yeah. Or you just end up hurting others instead of doing anything positive for anyone. Um, so two things, like, one, negativity somehow always stands out more than positivity. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, it's, the, it's the thing that we dive to, and it's the thing that we remember way more than positive things. It's like, you're going to remember when someone said you suck rather than when someone was like, that was amazing. You know? Like, yeah. Uh, and you take it to heart more for some reason as well. Um, but the second thing, awareness. Uh, I also agree that, that it's so important to like be able to be aware. And what's difficult within that is that not everyone is able to do that. Like there, there are. Uh, if I had to use an example, let's say like Aspergers. Uh, you you don't you don't develop those mental awarenesses of social uh, cues and so how can you be aware if you mentally cannot be aware you know and so but I, I think I could counter that yeah that while they may there are things that they're it's harder or maybe even impossible for them to be naturally aware of I think there's things that somebody with Asperger's would be hyper aware of that I would be clueless about I, I agree yeah you, you, it's the different perspective. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then the next step within that is, like, how do we, as human beings, bridge that gap to where... What, what would we do to where, not just within humans, but within molecular chemistry, raise awareness of your surroundings like how do we raise awareness and what does that mean to uh because human awareness is that different than interspecies awareness uh because i mean yeah perception is different and we have different consciousnesses and and stuff but like let's say that we were able to give uh and this is something that i bring up a lot with uh upcoming future technology but like neural networking Mm-hmm. Like uh, Elon Musk Neuralink that he's working on everything, I think that's the basis point. Like we're not we're not near the degree that it's going to be in fifty to hundred years. You know what I mean? Like I, I think that this he's at the baby steps of linking connected brains to where it essentially we'll be at the level of like we can communicate at the speed of thought, and not even through language, literally just through thought. Um, and so if we were able to imprint or implant a neural networking machine into an animal's brain and then we're connecting with that animal, then we can see that animal's perception and awareness. And would that change now that we're feeding into it, would that alter an animal or a thing? Like, would it be able to like suddenly understand further brain inputs? Like, do you think like if, if a deer, like let's say we implant this into a deer and now we're communicating with this deer and we can feel its feelings and it can feel our feelings, what if a deer could almost suddenly talk, you know? Because it, like now it has those, not its own internal neural links, but it can connect with ours so it understands now like, oh, I, I, I understand this way to develop this thing. Almost, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's communication without speech. So it's like, it's a deeper communication and it's I mean that would be that's always something I honestly think about too is like 
especially I, you know, I have a pet, I have a dog. And at what point am I like, is he actually feeling feelings or is he just trying to trick me into giving him food? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, uh, there's always that question. Or if it's like, if he's been at home while we're away for six hours, is he like, was he bored that whole time? I, there's no way for us to know. There's just no way because there's no way to communicate between those species. But yeah, the. But I mean, and of course, from human to human, like being able to communicate at such a rapid pace and uh, full depth, like full complete thought is something that we're not close to because speech doesn't even cover that. Exactly, because there's always uh, semantics yeah. get in the way. And, and like, I mean, we, I think we are, we've used technology to get closer to that, but it's still extremely primitive now. So like you can say like, things like you know social media obviously takes us a little closer to mm-hmm. at this at pretty quick speeds you are somebody's thoughts are being shared to you yeah on but the other side of the planet yeah but it's nowhere close to something like being neurologically linked or implanted yeah but I, I think that would get in there and like if it if humanity doesn't wipe itself out or we don't get like our technologies reset like by some like a solar flare or or something like you know I think that like our technology is advancing at such a degree that like it is potential that we have these things within 50 years yeah you know and that's insane to think about but it goes into the next step of like we live in a society where our global leaders would probably use these technologies to take advantage of us oh yeah 100% and so how do we get out of that once we reach that level, um, and it's such a, a thought experiment because, like, I would want to say that, like, if we're mentally connected to a higher degree, like, let's say that everyone has these chips now, right? Uh, or, okay. or let's say that even uh, uh, no, let's start with the chips. So, like, let's say everyone has the chips and are able to communicate with each other. Uh, how many people are in the world? Like three billion or something like that. I, I honestly within, don't know. Within the so billions, I'll take that, right? Yeah. yeah. Within uh, X amount of billion people are instant chatting with each other live through the world. If someone was manipulating others, you would think that a hive mind that big would be like something is wrong, and we could find the source almost instantaneously. Unless that thing was developed to where it's like you could block it out, but like, I think I think the systems that build up to it and control it will make will definitely be set up to make that near impossible. Though that's what I'm hoping because that's obviously hoping. the capitalists are going to have control of this first because they have the capital. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, there's not much they're gonna that's going to come out like we thought. Like you know, social media seemed like such a free thing originally and now you realize it's like useful 99% just for as a capitalist tool mm-hmm. and it still hides all of the behind the scenes what's yeah. really going on yeah because it's very selective and the companies who own these things still have the ability to filter out what is seen and not seen yep and or to manipulate the way that we understand what we're seeing yeah because before that came up, we learned through their ads on television and their television shows. And before that, we learned through the radio. Mm-hmm. For that newspaper, before that, the big guy hitting you with a stick told you what to do. You know, yeah. like that. It's just what you know. Starting the being able to manipulate from the beginning has led to being able to manipulate even now. Yeah. And it's almost impossible to imagine like a world outside of that. It, it, that's I, I guess that's the dream, but like, it's such a hard thing when you're fighting against those powers that be. Yeah, and it's like, where does that? Where, like, where does the road start or get started to? I think we're within. Try it. and escape that, you know. I think we're within it. It's just we're fighting such again those powers that be. Like, they have so much control and power that it's almost it, it's such an uphill battle. Like, it's literally. 
when you take the meta uh, the metaphor of Sisyphus pushing the rock the boulder up the hill, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine that hill is at a ninety degree angle, and you're like having to push up a ninety degree angle now rather than roll something up a hill. Like it's kind of like that. Or imagine it's even further than that. Imagine that the angle is like even going this way. It's like how do you now get this damn boulder up a one hundred forty five degree angle? Yeah. You know, like. And who has control over that angle? Yeah, and also because it's maybe at this point you're like, oh, dip down to forty-five degrees. We're we're making progress, but then it goes back to ninety, and they're like, oh, making that difference from forty-five to ninety—that's a hump. Yeah, that's a, a divot that you gotta. That's real hard to get past. And then there's also uh, after all those humps, there's the capitalists on the top. Yeah. That once you they have the high ground, and so once you get that boulder up there, they're just like they're pushing back. They're like ah, they're pushing back. Or as you were going up, and you thought you were getting some pace, and you're like I'm gonna get there, then they've built it higher. Yeah, and so it just kept going. Or they built a wall, you know. Yeah, and it's just like that. That is what we're up against. Yeah. Uh, but I think we as the people will develop a way to eventually like fly the boulder. You know, like yeah. Uh, and, and then we can take the boulder anywhere, you know, and that's that's the hopes. Uh, and what I was going to say when I was giving the example of like, once we have neural links installed, uh, I think over time, and this is just pure sci-fi speculation, but like, I think that like once these neural networks are implanted, I think it'll become an evolutionary trait within humans that like it just starts happening like that's when you'll start seeing like uh psychoconnectivity to a higher degree because I think that there are like levels of it and uh this is crazy so like I've told a few people about this what happened uh I've been posting more videos on these subjects that I've been studying and my theory of what I call funk Uh, And I should have wrapped you up on what funk is before the podcast, but as a quick explanation, my theory of what funk is, is essentially literally anything and everything uh, is funk. And so if you break down uh, our molecular level and of literally anything and everything, not just humans, but like all of this, it breaks down into uh, atoms. And those break down into electrons and protons and neutrons. Those break down into quarks. Those break down into... Uh, bosons and that's kind of where we're at in these levels of like finding things mm-hmm. uh, once we get further uh, there's the idea of uh, what a, a word that I just learned which is called a holon and so a holon is something that is a complete whole within itself that's a part of something greater right so like uh, my fist would be a holon and my body is the higher holarchy right okay and so uh, when you get into, again, going back to Higgs and bosons and stuff, those are still a whole lot of something greater. They are building into something next, right? And then those things, again, keep going. And anything outside of that level is what I call funk, to the funk degree, right? And I think that goes to infinity. Uh, and then it goes the opposite way. Now, let's say we're going uh, to the things that these holons build, right? So the atoms are making my personal body, right, in your personal body. Uh, let's say, let's take my fist again uh, and say all the outer hold uh, on, like the universe now, right? Let's say, let's compact that. Let's say my fist is now the universe, right? What's the next hold on level? What is that uh, universe existing within? What is it a part of? Funk, right? Okay. And again, that funk is within more funk uh, to the holarchy. Um, and so we're all this connected funk experiencing itself and teaching itself what it means to be itself um, and branching now that you have that understanding of what funk is and everything branching back to what I was going to mention earlier I'm posting videos on my studies trying to get other people to talk about this information and to expand more on it because the more people who are expanding with it the faster it's going to learn itself right and eventually, uh, again, like I said in the last podcast, I'm planting quantum seeds of influence to where eventually, if we keep feeding into this influence, over time, we will discover the meaning of life based on these moments. And we'll be able to, with technology, go back 
and filter through like an encyclopedia using technology because now we can hit save finally. Whereas we used to only be able to write it in books and everything and those books can be destroyed. Like this data can still be destroyed by again like a solar flare or something like that. But if not, if we find a way to store data further, then eventually if we keep feeding into this data and honing in on it, we will discover the meanings of everything. It might take a long time. You and I might never see it, but the future will get that based on these moments. And so I posted a video, right? Uh, my first video, just describing what I'm doing, why I'm doing it. And I posted the video. And once I, uh, I, I hit stand, I published it. And I was linking my treatise, the document that I'm compiling all this information to, to the thing. And I typed in Gmail to get the document. And it sent me to CIA.gov. It redirected me. Uh, and I had never typed it in. I, CIA, right? I've never been to this website. I've never, I never even knew it existed. It fucking redirected me to CIA.gov. And I literally just sat there for a second being like, whoa. You think that's them being like, of like, warning you? I don't know. Like they're trying to be like, hey. Either either warning we're here. or helping. Being like, hey, we, we, we can link you to more information you need. You know, or like we can, because... Uh, what, they, what it really redirected me to was what's called the reading room, which is all the unclassified documents that the CIA has posted online. And so I went through and I was like looking all these keywords and everything, which again branches me back to this entire tangent of what I, why I was explaining all of this, like what happened. Uh, I would be putting in like keywords like ontology, epistemology uh, and everything. And back in the 70s and 80s, man, they were they were studying stuff like, uh, like PK, you know, like, um, like mind shit, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, psychokinetics and the stuff that you can find is just like, if they were studying this back in the seventies and eighties, that was fifty years ago. Where would they be yeah, now? Yeah, it's very unlikely they just stopped completely. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and they have the funds and the means to do this, you know, uh, and that's mind-blowing yeah. it's almost frightening a little bit because like uh some of the shit i was reading was just like what the fuck you know like so do you think so in your in the the funk theory mm-hmm. do you think that the funk is growing or changing at a pace as well, since you know it's it's part of learning itself and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah, absolutely. So, do you think that the I would say like that? So, since it's a, I'm using the con- idea of growth. So you know, maybe that's not appropriate, but or flux. Okay, yeah, flux. And so, let's say that's a it moves in an exponential curve, and so is. You know, our ability to experience or understand it is also moving at an exponential curve towards it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ours is probably a sharper curve, so we're getting closer and closer to that. But do you think there isn't, there will ever be an actual touching point, or do you think we'll just be infinitely parallel to it at some point? I think it's kind of like, I think it's both in a way. I, think, I mean, parallel, you can look in. You know, if yeah. you're side by side, you can look at it. Uh, there's, I mean, there's multiple answers to that. Like, I think that, like, on a mathematical level, I think it's kind of like an asymptote that uh, these lines will get closer and closer and closer and closer and closer and closer and closer, and closer but never touch. Mm-hmm. But they can still cross each other and interact with each okay, other. Yeah. You get what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and so... What I am proposing and what I've kind of been experiencing is the funk guiding me, and it does this to all of us, but once you like start lifting weights and are able to recognize it and raise that awareness, you can learn how it guides you, right? Um, and so, how do I put this? Um, there is a word that came to me in one of my dreams a few weeks ago called Caravanya. Uh, I think I got a my vehicle I got from Carvana. Yeah, Carvana? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and so, like, when I woke up, 
so in the dream, my job was to like be a person who just like helps other people be what they want to be, right? Okay. And to just be a person, right? And we were like, what would that be called? What would this job title be called? And one of the people was like a caravanist. And so I was like, oh man, that, that hit me. And in my dream, I was like, how do I spell that? Like, how do I write this down and remember it? And I woke up and I Googled it. I'm like, Carvana, like, is this a thing? And it linked me to Carvana. And I was yeah. like, okay. Top one, yeah. Uh, no, this did, is Did a, you mean Carvana? Yeah, did you mean Carvana? And I was like, no, this is a, that's not what I mean. Uh, and so I broke it down. And uh, a care or a caer, uh, caer in Spanish means to fall into or to drop or blah, blah, blah. Or a kire means a fortress or a stronghold, right? Okay. Uh, and so, and vanya means uh, truth or uh, the gift of, of God, right? Of uh, And I don't mean God in the religious way, but like it kind of in the description of, but to me, God would be funk, right? right? Yeah. And so what kare vanya would technically mean then is to fall into funk. Or to build a stronghold of funk. And so, literally, Caravania is each frame of reality. Kind of like, let's let's take animation, for example. Okay. Animation is built in frames, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you take a frame, you draw the next frame, and it raises out. So, imagine that on a scale of reality. Each frame of reality is a Caravanic set of motion. And so, each frame influences the next frame. What is happening in this frame will influence what goes on in the next frame. And if you are able to understand the frame that you're in, you're kind of going to be able to predict what happens in the next frame. And the next frame, not paradoxically, but like quantumly, can reach back in a way and influence what is going to happen within itself. It's kind of going to predict itself. And humans are prediction machines. And so I think that like we are at the point if my if my theory is correct, which so far things are pointing to be. And so now I'm at the point where I'm looking for people to prove it wrong, so that we can further prove it right, right. Uh, but if my theory is correct, human beings with technology have reached this level of where we're interacting with the funk, and it's guiding us to the next level of what uh, Nietzsche describes as the overman. Or the Ubermensch mm-hmm. of like, and uh, monkeys are to humans as the, we're the overman to apes or whatever was before. Let's say Neanderthals rather yeah, than okay. apes. So humans to Neanderthals are the overman of that. What is the overman to our species right now, right? Right. And so that is my goal as a philosopher or whatever I am as an artist. You know, how do we bridge that gap uh, and reach the overman state? And I think that we're within it because I see that now that I'm proposing these ideas like right here could you agree that you understand what I'm saying I think for the most part yeah yeah and so I think that's kind of crazy really is that like I I've finally developed this method of like you understand what I'm, I'm getting at and I'm not wrong I'm not right you know like but I'm not wrong either you know and so how do we keep branching together what comes next so in this, in the funk, is there such a thing as chaos, do you think? There's everything. It's literally created out of anything and everything. And it all works together kind of in that yin-yang and builds itself. Uh, it, it kind of, uh, a metaphor that I could give for that is like, yin and yang are a balance. They're a seesaw, Right. And so if you put too much weight on one side, it overbalances, it tips over. But the universe would be more, less like a 50-50 seesaw and more like a discus on a, on a, a plate, right? Where it wobbles. Yeah, where it wobbles. And so, if you again, if you have too much on one side, it's going to fall over. Or even if you miss a chip out of it, it's going to fall over. And so the universe, in reality, in the funk, is kind of this balanced chip that needs all and everything within it to exist. And it continues to add to itself because it needs to know these experiences. And so it needs chaos or entropy uh, in the quantum uh, degree so that it can also have intaxy or anti-entropy. It needs chaos so that it can also have anti-chaos, if that makes sense. Interesting. 
Uh, so what do you believe progress is? For me, it's much more... I would say subjective. Uh, mm -hmm. I think progress is something uh, visible, so like it is something you can see or yes, yes, or at least understand in some way, right, or experience in some way. So, in my in life that I see, I think progress is is things like. I guess I guess uh, I would say a word more like justice or equality to put it in mm -hmm. uh, sociological ideas. I guess uh, that because it's a collective. It's it's us becoming more collective. Yeah. As humans. Yeah. As humankind is becoming more collective, having less separations between us, having less uh, less of a value difference put on different people. I think it's more of an equating and systemic, like, communalism. I think that's a great way to put it. It's taking individuality and using it as a collective. Yes. Uh, because it is, again, with the funk, it is important to be an individual because you teach the collective what it's like from your perspective. Yeah. And you need that perspective. Again, the, the disc. If you take out that perspective, it becomes unbalanced. Um... This question's not on there, but uh, I do want to ask, uh, is there anything so far that you disagree with that I've stated? I'm going to add that to the list of questions because I think that's a good one. And be honest. Like, that's what I'm looking for is like... Yeah, I'm trying to think... Because it was, it was similar to what you were saying. It, it, I wouldn't say... I don't think that I am internally believing it, right? But I wouldn't say I disagree or... And I certainly couldn't or wouldn't refute it either. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's going to take me... It would Mostly it's just that it would take me more time to think about it and, like, I don't know, run it through my train of thoughts to digest like it yeah 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 because yeah. it's a lot to digest and take in yeah and also uh with humanity it's something that you're going to want to reject at first because like it almost makes too much sense that it's just like oh wow if that's the answer then like what is all this for like what what's my purpose and everything and again that's why it's so important for me to stress that your purpose is to be is to just be and even if you disagree with all of the things that I'm saying, that's a part of it. It's important you for you to do that so that it knows how to communicate with that and to exist with it in harmony. Uh, so that's cool that like so far you're, you you continue to interpret this theory because again, that is it. It's just a theory. Yeah. And I mean, there's, there's no way to actually in the prove world it. That isn't. But. Yeah. Uh, but to my understanding like and I know this is a, a a huge statement but just like I told you earlier of like epistemic truths one of the few ones we know is that we are here and yeah. being and I think that this theory that I'm proposing is another close epistemic truth uh, that we're all reaching together and so far that like I haven't reached anyone who's just like completely that doesn't make any sense to me and it's both exciting and freaky and that's why I love talking about it because like I think this is so important to be at this stage yeah I, I think it's also uh, this, is, this is definitely a backtrack and much less serious but I think it's uh, one of the what you use like uh, science fiction as a um as an example for something and uh, uh, specifically for when you're talking about the neural lake things mm -hmm. uh, 
it's very weird to me that like what we thought would be important to us in the future also changes because yes. we look at science fiction and you know it's a it's a hack bit since the 60s but like where are our flying cars kind of thing because mm-hmm. so many things in science fiction have come to be but you know flying cars aren't a thing but it, it, really it's because they became not as necessary they're not as necessary as yeah. everybody was thinking they would be they're still but what on is it. being necessary would be like this Neuralink and that's the thing in science fiction was a little less sciencey and a little more uh like sorcery yeah you know what I mean it would just be like a race of aliens that could do telepathy or could you know what I mean but that's much more in reach technically in reality or it's going to be more important to us than getting to flying cars yeah right because we already have ways to fly we already have ways to get around on the ground it's not it might not be much as much of a game changer as like you said getting to neurolinking mm-hmm and uh, it's just wild that we'll we'll someday be in my what I think we'll be closer to we'll be getting to a fuller thing of that than flying cars being a regular thing that yeah. we all use and experience. Because uh, there's so many laws and regulations that are going to fit into that. Once uh, if we ever get to flying cars, we're going to have to have automated vehicles first. We can't right. have people literally flying cars by themselves. <laughs> yeah. It's too dangerous. Uh, the fact but, that we all drive car, like most everyone drives vehicles, is actually insane. It's insane. Yeah, <laughs> vehicles are such dangerous things, and I'm actually super excited for automated driving. Like, yeah. uh, it's going to revolutionize the entire planet. Like, cars will literally be designed more like living rooms and offices than have four seats where you're a driver. Like, literally, you just get in your car, you can do whatever you want. You can have meetings. You can sleep. You can. Uh, play video games on uh, on your destination, you know? And then once that is finalized, then cars can fly. Because then it's like, okay, we can go A-directionally. Like, uh, because this car knows where it's going 30 minutes before it's already been there. And it's interacted with all the other cars on its, on its way there. Um, I was going to bring up something. Oh, uh, and so if my theory is correct and one other thing that I'm proposing on how the funk guides itself to be itself um, like what were our examples of with science fiction I believe that the funk feeds us ideas collectively uh, like for one example uh, you know how you'll hear an idea from one side of the planet and that idea was also on the other side of the planet uh, but like, let's let's take it thousands of years ago. Like, there's no way that these people were linked together, yet they both did the same things, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's this collective consciousness kind of feeding and it into was it. Very close together in the grand scheme of history, that these two ideas happened on opposite ends of the world at almost the same time. Yeah. Uh, or let's say that like, you thought of a joke, and someone you meet that you'd never met before, you had no links with also have thought of the same joke, yeah. right? It happens. These things happen. And so I think that that is two things. Um, one, that is the future preparing us for itself. So, like, we need science fiction and we need Hollywood and this media and stuff to feed us these crazy concepts and ideas so that not only are we prepared for its happening, but we build up to its happening. Um... And also, I forgot the where I was going with that. But that that just that concept of that some scientific creator had the idea just to prepare is us. part oh. of the funk introducing into our understanding yes. of things. Uh, but also, and this is some mindfuckery here with time being almost infinite within itself and the universe being something that can last literally forever um, it is very likely that that connected consciousness idea is us feeding into what is called a morphogenic field of experiences that have already happened Um, and so like let's say that the universe is infinite right and we're this pinpoint right here uh, the podcasters can't read it but it, it could be anywhere on this line right um that line's going to continue forever. 
forever. Um, and when you get into statistics with an infinity, even the smallest unpredict uh, uh, the smallest what improbable statistic point zero 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 to infinity one eventually becomes one hundred percent, right? And so if we're here existing right now, it becomes almost one hundred percent likely that we have been in this car sitting right here at this moment before. And that the reason that we are here again is because that past happened and it influenced it again to itself right now. That we were influenced and like, hmm, we are supposed to be in this moment. Isn't that a mindfuck? And so that's where like, when someone comes up with that joke or idea on different sides of the planets, it's because it kind of happened before. And it was feeding into itself and happening again. Would you say this is part of the the universe being a disc do you think that that balance that has part of it and also it's a spinning disc so it's secular yeah is that... possibly um, and so this is something that I've been trying to comprehend um, I don't think uh, so for a while I thought that the universe would be this loop right it would be secular um, but I think that that is too too one-dimensional for reality. I think that is a human understanding of it for it to be a loop. I think it would be more like a spiral or it would be a bunch of loops along a line, like kind of like a roller coaster just going through loops. And all these loops are similar. Like, uh, again, let's use a roller coaster example. Each loop is the same size. They're the same thing. But this one loop is not the second loop. They're two different loops, but they're the same loop right you know they're just different they're along a different string of that same line going through itself and so i think that there are repeating loops they're just individually different repeating loops would you say it's like a spiraled coil kind of yeah because like honestly i this is how i explain my the way i my thought process is like i get into not a loop but it's like a spiral so it all while spiraling down but it's also very closely gripped so while I'm doing this like almost circular thought I'm coming down just a little bit so like you know it fits snug right against the other so that's what makes it a coil but it just keeps funneling down down and down until it gets to a more uh, well it literally gets to a point where I'm like okay I can't go any further with this it's getting too narrow for me to see Mm -hmm. but that could that also could be infinite because you know it could always get closer to itself it could always get closer to itself and smaller and smaller and what I'm about to describe like probably isn't even close to what it was really but like conceptually let's take that loop let's make it a spiral like a coil Mm -hmm. and then you take that coil even and you make that a loop and then you continue doing that forever so it's a loop of a coil it's a loop of a coil of a loop of a coil of a loop of a coil of a loop of a coil right and it goes on infinitely and then even those coils and loops fractal out and I think that is kind of reality see that it's fucking insane um so there's a do you know what synchronicity is no I don't so synchronicity is like um when you are thinking of a person and they suddenly call you right okay uh, when was the last moment you experienced synchronicity? Uh, I was uh, at a club here in town a couple nights ago, and I was hanging out with an old friend, and I had asked him about another friend of ours. I was like, "Hey, what are they up to?" I, you know, I, I'm more of an acquaintance to them, but I'm like, "What are they up to?" Uh, and stuff and then we got interrupted and so he never answered the question but then like 10 minutes later that person came right up the stairs and was right on the patio with us and it was and I was like oh I just asked about you and I didn't get an answer and and that person was like yeah I haven't been here in a while either I don't come out here normally isn't that insane yeah the chance of the chances of that are so unlikely but they happen to us almost constantly every day and it's just like, that has to mean something you know what I mean and again yeah. I think that feeds into my theory of just like the funk teaches and influences itself just by being 
And like once you, what I'm again, what I'm trying to point out with my thesis and everything is like, once you start lifting these weights and understanding how to guide the funk and it to you, you kind of connect with each other. Yeah. It's like talking to God, you know, like. Uh, it's also, uh, I mean, I'm very much into uh, esoteric magic stuff, so I like chaos magic. Mm-hmm. And it's very much like the it's the idea of manifesting through will. Kind of, yeah. And like in a lot of ways, I, I translate that out a little wider and a little less uh, uh, weird person-y <laughs> as, uh, as something like that, where like there's something about my the will of my mind and what I was thinking about and talking about that manifested this happening right and I think that falls can fall within yours that's the funk throwing other things into the funk to create the funk yeah like you know like so I had that thought and it just somehow managed to manipulate existence so that that person would come up onto the patio that day because once the thought is even thought like even in the uh, pl- to the plank degrees second, that influence is now expanding phenomenally. Or it could be even wire- wilder than that in that, like, something that influenced me days ago that would lead to me thinking about that person also somehow rippled out another direction and influenced them to come and be yeah. in that place. Almost uh, within determinism, in a way. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Uh, but then you get the argument of, like, free will versus determinism yeah yeah and how that feeds into my theory is that I think that there is a level of determinism that things are planned out through time right but once you get to the point of again Caravania once you're in the frame you have the free will to reach the next frame even though the next frame still is kind of influencing you into it I think that's where free will falls into play um And it's just very, uh, again, yin-yang, contradictory. Like, But that's, that's the paradox that we live within. Yeah. Um, what is your understanding of the concept of God? I honestly think of it as... I, I, it would be very close to what you call the funk. Funk. Um, it's this... It's the mystery behind the veil that somehow connects us. Mm-hmm. It, and I have somewhat of a religious background in my life, so so I, I sometimes I do use like even the word God or whatever for that. Um, so so that's I, I, I always think of it as the mystery too, because I feel like with it being behind a veil, we all kind of look at it differently and have a different thought of what it really is or what could be behind there. We're all trying to describe the same But at the same, the same time thing. that we're all trying to do it is part of it connecting us as well. I agree. Like we're connected in that we're all trying to peer behind that veil. Yeah. And we do it in different ways. Some people do it through science, some people through magic, some people through religion, but we're all trying to peer behind that veil. You do it in the way that you be. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Is there anything you believe in so deeply that you would die for it? I think this is uh, my ego talking Mm -hmm. that I would literally put myself in front of violence for it, but... I think communism. You would die for communism? Yeah. Okay. I think I think if there was a violent uprising, I would be in it. Or you know, if there was a say a race riot or a race uh, a race war, I think I I would be sacrificed to it. Uh for pro communism yeah uh, I'm going to assume that uh, in for the clarity of the listeners as well that you mean communism more as like social communism not as like dictatorship communism uh 
I lean fascist. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. Uh, do, uh, explain why. Yeah, feed into that. Because I think there's always going to be there's always going to be people that will resist it or manipulate it against it, and there's it's a very cut black and white. That can't be there. That can't be it. So if you are an enemy of the collective, you need to be dealt with. So I will put you in a gulag. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I agree to a level where I agree is in the you need to be dealt with. How do we not forcefully change this person or eliminate this person? How do we work together with this person? See, but then the be, but then you're you're blurring the you're you're pulling away from it. Then, so if you're saying we're going to work with this person, a lot of what you're saying is we're going. It ends up leading to compromise. Yeah, and, and, and there and is no degree. compromise. If we compromise, it doesn't work. So why is that? And that's though? why communism, technically, on a true practice state, has not worked in the world not very well mm-hmm. is because at any point there's a roadblock there tends to be compromise mm-hmm. and that's when you know you get you know the, the Russian block you get even the Chinese which is you know much more capitalist than anything yeah uh, and that's why I think it's so important to kind of reach that Neuralink level yeah. Because I think compromise would happen at a exponentially faster... Well, then it wouldn't point. even have to be compromise. If we got to that level, it wouldn't have to be compromise. It would be um, consensus. Huh. Which is us basically deciding, this is what we don't need to compromise on. We're all coming together to decide what is uncompromisable. It's still a compromise, in a way. But it is, I agree with what you're saying. It is more of a consensus than it would be compromised. Because, like you would be instantaneously understanding what needs to be done. That's crazy. Yeah. Because we would all be having it at, like you said, at almost at, at the speed of the thought. The speed of thought. And the thoughts will happen so fast that it would take almost no time for us to come to yeah. a consensus. And e- each of us would... And there's no dirt, death or murder in between any yeah. of that. And I think that's where we need to be. Is like, Because I don't think death and murder are what we need to be doing within it. I don't think elimination is the answer or the key... Uh, I think it is working together and reaching that consensus. Um, and well, I, I agree with that too. I just, in relative terms of like where we're at now and what what would actually be able to make that big of an influence, I think that violence ends up being the only strong hand that exists right oh, now for that. See, but I can't follow. I that don't either. ideologically hold violence as a better thing. Because like, a good thing. I, I get what you mean that, like, when it comes to the art of war, that, like, force is definitely the the victor in most uh, in most cases, you know. But uh, what I wrote this down the other night when I was meditating on it. Um, it is not just to win by force. You get what I mean? Like... Yeah. You, yes, you win. You get the win. But, like, was it worth it? Like, what is the effect in the cause that it has by forcefully... Like, uh, let's say there's a peg that you need to get into a hole, right, to complete the task. If you force the peg into the hole and you break the thing that you're trying to force it into, yes, you completed the task, but now the thing is broken, right? So it is. it wasn't just to win by force like you needed to find a way and that could you needed that consensus but I I would also counter so I think it was Niebuhr that said that the definition of violence is the use of any kind of influence whether it's physical force or intellectual or any or any kind of influence that you have to manipulate or change another yeah, is violence yeah. hmm. and so no matter what even if even like like you said you're putting out you're putting out your ideas and, and you're influencing people with ideas so that they can think about it and stuff technically you're doing violence that's violence that's interesting but 
obviously I understand where then, then you're just like, well, okay, well, this sector of violence or this type of violence, so on and so forth. Because then you're breaking down the semantics yeah. of violence. Yeah, right. And so, also good violence versus bad violence. So it's technically, it's all violence, but what is the violence that we hold as disgusting and what's the violence that we hold as Progressive pure? Progressive or pure. Wow, that's fascinating. Uh, wow. That's something to think on. Um, yeah, we still got that. Let's go back to my questions. Okay. If you know, if you knew you were going to die tonight, what would you write in your obituary? I got to write my own obituary. Yeah. I think I'd say Nathaniel Potts Wells fucking ruled. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Honestly. dude. Honestly. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. That dude was sick. Uh, what is beauty to you? I think it's something that makes me want to look again or listen again mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. smell or sense again in some way. Mm-hmm. So something about its experience makes me want to go back to it. That's interesting because I think also disgust can do the same thing sometimes. Oh, that's a good point. You know, you smell something that's so weird and you're like, wait a second. And you try it again. Yeah. Uh, Wow, that that feeds into what you were saying with violence on good and bad violence. Like, so I guess there can be beautiful disgust. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Uh, And I guess our last question, yeah. We're about at an hour. Um, okay. Do you believe in fate? Oh, uh, yes and no. I think we, I, a lot of this was covered. Like I would, I'd go back to your uh, talking about the funk and that, like being in this loop of time like we've sat here before so we're sitting here now but also like what created this loop was not I don't know if it was so well designed to make it that we are constantly going to be sitting in this car together yeah it's it's randomness becoming uh, or entropy again breaking down becoming so random that it becomes intaxi again and it breaks it it feeds back into it it's just it it breathes uh, and I think that's why waves are basically the common construct of things because they go up and down it, it's like breathing yeah. you know uh, so yeah and, and a part of me is just like also it's my only experience right my only experience is having at this moment in this time when these words are coming in my mouth being in this car next to you so I, there's no way to say, well, how would it have happened differently? Yeah. Right? Because it's the only thing I've ever... I, this is what I know. This, this is what, what I have processed. And that's why I would argue that it was fate that we are sitting here in this moment in this right. car because if... Uh, you have no answers of how it could be different. Yeah. Because if, if it was different, then you and I would not be sitting here in this car. Yeah. We would be literally doing anything else. And, and you wouldn't have asked me, do I believe in fate? And I wouldn't. <laughs> exactly. And so that it technically was fated to be. Yeah. And that's insane to think about. Uh, well, Nathaniel, thanks for being on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. This uh, was uh, very interesting. Yeah. Lit up my brain. Yeah. That's why I love doing it because it's like you don't get these moments often. And like, because most of the time people just want to shoot the shit, you know, talk about like movies and everything, blah, 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 which, yeah, it's fun. It's like, these are the constructive conversations that I think change the world. Uh, so, yeah, any plugs? What's going on? Where can people follow and support you? Uh, please just follow me uh, on Instagram. It's Potswells, all one word, no hyphen, just Potswells on Instagram. And I usually post uh, when I'm doing stand up someplace here or there. Or if this, when this podcast comes out, I'll post that it's coming out and I'm on it. So just follow me there to figure out what's going on with me. And I forgot with the other two podcasts, uh, Cash App, Venmo, PayPal. Uh, I have Venmo. It is the letter N-B-P hyphen W. At N-B-P hyphen W on Venmo. 
So if anybody does feel like they they got something out of this and want to appreciate me, maybe I yeah send it to me and then I'll spread it out wherever I go as well. Yeah, send them a couple bucks. Um, all right, well, Nathaniel, thanks for being on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, and thank you all for listening. Love you.